Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. We're with a very special guest today. His name is Pradeep Sangha. And uh, welcome, Pradeep. You hail from Canada. Although, with a name like Pradeep Sangha, you probably don't weren't born in Canada, or were you? Actually, I was born oh, in Canada. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, but, I was. But you're not, interesting, though. I assume first. your parents and grandparents were not. That's not a Canadian name. Is that fair? No, no. It's an Indian name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my parents immigrated back in the 70s. Awesome. And where in Canada are you from? I'm originally from uh, a place not too far from Vancouver. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, good, yeah. good. I heard about your book first, which is called Superfans, How to Create Unwavering Customer Loyalty. There's a lot in that subtitle, so we'll want to get into that a little bit. But I first read your book, and I, I probably am 80% of the way through it. I thought it was really good, and it's, to me, one of those areas that doesn't get nearly enough attention. But why don't you bring us up to speed on how you originally came to this idea that we all needed to hear what Pradeep had to say about unwavering loyalty. Tell, give us a little bit of anthology of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I grew up in the corporate world and I've worked for larger organizations pretty much since I got out of school. And my last, I, I would say, assignment or task, so I've been an executive for, for many different divisions, sales and marketing, project management, you know, administration, you name it. And I was always fascinated with what the, the, so the companies that are most successful around the world, what they were doing so different than everybody else. And as I was an executive, I just, for my own curiosity and interest, I was always interested in customer experience and the organizations that spent a little bit more time building those relationships with their clients and their customers. And as I was a sales and marketing executive, I very you know, soon found out that we were spending a lot of time, money, and effort spinning our wheels. Organizations focus their attention is really on getting new clients and new customers, and they fail to retain them on the back end. And if you take a look at the really great organizations, they're the ones that do an exceptional do- job of retaining their clients and actually converting them into what I call raving superfans. I love the idea of stepping back and looking at what do the best do? And I don't think we spend nearly enough time on that. And I don't know whether it's our ego that we're trying to protect or whether we just feel like, well, you know, they're in the, you know, Apple's in the computer business. What the hell am I going to learn from them? But I feel like we should be spending as leaders a percentage of our month looking at people who are really doing it right and trying to copy and trying to emulate, not word for word, but just generally trying to figure out, oh, now I see why they did that. That's what that meant. Don't I just don't think we do enough of that. Do you? No, not at all. It's, and it's funny that you mentioned that. And I, I truly believe that it's because we have such a marketing craze out there. There's so much marketing. 
marketing, especially with social media now and the accessibility to marketing, that marketing has really become the go-to, the default for most businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, talking to a guy the other yesterday after reading your book, and we were talking about marketing and customer retention, and I said, you know, how many? T- where would I go to find out in your company? where the money was spent, where the budget was for customer loyalty. And he just shook <laughs> his head. He goes, I can tell you our marketing budget, sales budget, ops budget, engineering budget. I could never tell you that. I have no idea where that's hidden. And chances are, if he doesn't know where it's hidden, it doesn't exist. That is so true. So give us, uh, give us a little rundown of the book. Tell us, uh, you, you must have seen some things, as I said earlier, that, that were just didn't go right. And now you're a consultant. You coach organizations on this. By the way, you can find out more about Pradeep and his book at createsuperfans.com. I urge you to go there. There's lots of really good resources that he uh, gives away as part of the book. So, But tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about... Uh, your coaching and what you noticed with companies as you got deeper into the counsel of it. Yeah, I think so. The book really sums it up, and, and I've made the book really simple for business owners to understand. That was my main purpose because it's not a complex uh, system that you need to create. It's actually very simple. There's very simple things that you can do to retain your clients or your customers. And I outline in my book the three key areas that you, you know, a business owner or professional needs to focus on. One is the strategy, which is really, you know, what is your differentiation points compared to your competition? And not just from a product or service perspective, but how is your experience, experience that you give your clients different from your competition? And then the other pillar that I talk about is the people side. And it's really around the culture of, of creating raving superfans. So if you have a team, uh, you know, you need to ensure that your teams, you know, business owners, we we always say this is we have two clients. One is our employees and one is our clients. Mm -hmm. So our employees need to be our biggest raving super fans first, because unless they are, they won't be able to transfer that energy, that experience over to your clients to turn them into raving super fans. And then the last component is really around the strategy or sorry, the systems. And so the systems really talks about the physical locations. Are you using your five senses? Are you operationally efficient? As well as technology and integrating technology and your processes into a system so that you have a solid backbone that's efficient so you can be innovative and do other things that most of your competition can't. But there's two main things uh, that the book outlines as well is that in order to have raving superfans, you need to give your clients or make your clients successful in whatever product or service that you're delivering. So if you're selling them shoes, you need to give them shoes that enable them to do the things that they want to do. So if it's if they're playing basketball, you need to give them great basketball shoes so they can play effectively. But the second component is also creating the emotional connections. And Bill, I think this is where probably you know 95% of businesses even professionals really miss out is that it becomes such a daily task to deal with clients and customers that they forget about the emotional connection. And that, if you take a look at it scientifically, you know, and I I talk about this in the book, 95% of our decisions are based on emotions. So if we're not connecting with our clients or our customers on an emotional level, then we're missing out on that whole, that whole side of what really gets them to purchase and stay loyal. Well, I love that too because we're always talking about 
generating referrals from clients, and we're always talking about growing the clients we have. At least if we're not talking about it and acting on it, we should be. And those two things, the client success journey that you're taking people on and the emotional engagement that you have with them, they will result in both of those. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they'll result in them giving you referrals. Even if you don't ask, all of a sudden people start showing up and they say, hey, uh, Bill told me about you. He says you got awesome th- stuff. Can I hear a little bit more? But if we don't pay attention to those two things and we don't get those referrals or they become really hard. So then we go out and say, well, Pradeep, uh, I'm looking for five people. Uh, who, who, will you, who would you send me? And then you say, well, you know, I'm not really sure. I have to think about it. And you get aw- It's an awkward <laughs> conversation, as you mentioned in your book. Let's break that down. Let's talk about client success first. That's one of the two areas that you talk about. I have seen people struggle with this. And so whether you're selling capital equipment or professional services, there's a, there's a reluctance to, I don't know, articulate or to lay out, here's what, your, here's what we can help you do. Here is the end game of your success. Do you, and I know the program that we're in, we talk a lot about customer success, but tell me what you think about that general lack of attention to that. Yeah, you know what? It's it really comes down to knowing what success means for your client. And a lot of times, you know, businesses when we provide a service or a product, that's that's where it stops. Really, you know, again, if a shoe retailer, a lot of them actually just feel like they're selling shoes, yeah. but they're selling more than that. And so it's really getting down to what does your client really think about success? What's really going to make them successful? Some people, as you probably know, Bill, you know, security makes them successful. Some people like making a lot of money. Some people, it's the it's the entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. So although you're you're providing a service or a product, it, you need to think one step further and actually dig a little deeper with your see what they think is really success. Yeah, I could see that being really helpful if you're a professional services or or anything, but just at the, just having the conversation up front is, you know, I can take a lot of different paths with this and I'm really glad and anxious to start working with you. Glad you're a client, but tell me what does your business success look like in a year or two? And it doesn't have to be necessarily the vendor success that you're providing, although that would be helpful. But we don't ask that nearly enough. We just we it's like we just get in and we start shipping them stuff. Because we think that's what yes. they want. And what they really want is they want us to help them be more successful. Exactly. So it's, it really gets, you know, comes down to knowing your client or knowing your customer. Yeah, knowing that about them, what, what's going to make them successful. So you said yeah. that 95% of our decisions are emotional, which I would, uh, I might argue with the number, but the number is high. <laughs> and so then the question is, what can we do? And why don't you give me some specifics here, of maybe some companies you've worked with where you can cite examples of how a company parlayed that emotional touch point, what they did, how they did it, so our listeners can can kind of get some practical advice. And I observe businesses all the time. Wherever I'm going, I'm taking a look at how businesses are successful or what experience they give me. And I, I consider myself a little bit of a, an experienced connoisseur. I'm always nitpicking at little things here. <laughs> but one of the things that, you know, a simple little thing that uh, we've implemented or I've implemented in one of the businesses that I was uh, helping was a simple greeting. So this, this business had physical locations. And a lot of times, 
what was happening is you would walk in and the people in this location, the employees in this location would wait for the customer to come to them or the client to come to them. They fail to realize the importance of the greeting. So the first impression really, really counts. And that's something actually, I, I don't talk about in the book, but it's something I talk about on the side is the, 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 the effects of memory. First impressions have the biggest impact on memory. Yeah. And you want, you want your clients to remember you as they walk out of the door, as they're sitting at home, you want them to remember you. But that whole greeting factor made basically an overnight shift. So what we did was instead of having their clients, or sorry, the employees sit there and wait, we got them to walk up and actually introduce themselves and have a general conversation mm. with clients that would come in. And you wouldn't believe the business that was uncovered as a result of that and the relationships that were built. And, you know, it took the clients to used to it at first because they, they you know, this business was in, in business for years and people started wondering what the heck's going on why are you actually coming up to me now why are you why are you all of a sudden are you being proactive what do you want from me yeah so it took some time for them to actually get used to it but once they did they were like wow this is amazing like you guys are doing something that no one else was really doing little things like that that make a huge difference well that's what i got as out of well your as, book it's it's sorry, not that's okay it, it that's what i got out of your book is it's it's not buying a million dollar piece of equipment here we're we're not talking about investing big dollars maybe or maybe we are but initially we're just talking about identifying the points the customer points where you can have an impact either emotional or otherwise and taking advantage of those. So what you just described probably didn't cost any money at all other than maybe you trained them to do it. But, you know, this, this is very inexpensive dollars. This is stepping over dimes to get to dollars. I mean, this, is, uh, this could have huge impact. It's funny that you mentioned that because I literally, when, when I sit down with my clients and they say, hey, how do we improve this, this customer experience or this client experience? I literally pull out a brown sheet of paper and some sticky notes. And they're like, what the heck is this guy doing? And I'll sit there and I'll just map it out quickly with them, sitting with their employees, and just map out the key points and get them to think about how their clients feel during those points. And you could see the looks on their faces change when they realize that certain points of the interactions that they have with their clients aren't favorable. And they can just make slight changes to actually make them favorable. Or they can take a point that's that they're doing fairly well at but actually increase it yeah. to a greater level so they can have a happy member go to a member that's absolutely wowed. Yeah, you know, you uh, as one of the bonuses that you give in the book, by the way, we're speaking today with Pradeep Sangha. You can find him at Create Superfans. We're interviewing him about the book, Superfans, How to Create Unwavering Customer Loyalty. And uh, as part of the book, you get some resources. And one of the things you mentioned as we close up today, I want to get your kind of a two or three minute overview of this idea of the customer map, the journey map, where, because what you just described there, I think probably when you got the brown sheet of paper out and the sticky notes was your effort at saying, let's look at all the different places that your customer interacts and let's analyze those and let's see if there's any improvement to be made. Tell us a little bit about the journey map and how somebody listening and then reading your book can implement that. Hands down, this is the most important tool that a business owner can implement to change the experience for their clients and convert them into raving super fans. And it's the simplest tool ever. And I learned this through uh, different organizations, Disney, um, at MIT, at Stanford. 
and they all use this one tool. And all you literally need to do is with a piece of paper, you don't even have to have a piece of paper, but you can literally just use a wall and some sticky notes. I would actually recommend having one of your clients, your existing clients or customers there mm. and just going through the actual steps, each specific step that one of your clients goes through as they interact with your business. And as you do that, you will guaranteed, I can promise you, that you will uncover things about your experience that you never realized before. You will uncover thoughts and emotions that your clients go through that you never would have imagined, and you'll have insights beyond belief. And literally, um, Bill, this is the one tool that all of the new startups, all of the new innovation companies, or sorry, existing innovation companies are using as well. Hmm. It's the fundamental tool. Yeah, we tend to want to map the journey to from prospect to client, but then we spend no time mapping the journey from client to raving fan. And oh, so, yes. yes. Sorry. So what you've done, yeah, I, I'm sure there's room for both both journeys there, both maps. But what we're talking about here, I presume, is after the sale is made, now how are you going to really deliver on your promise? Yes, and that's why you know I, I, I talk about the onboarding process is yeah. the most important. The first 90 days, because it's a lot easier to wow your clients up front and keep them at that wow level than it is to fail at the onboarding <laughs> experience and then try to bring them into a while later. Yeah, it's almost impossible. It's, it's yeah. like yeah. I said, it's, it's like pushing a snowball up a hill after. Yeah. So you uh, might as well stay off. Got time for one more tip. Anything else? So buy the book, check out the journey map. Pradeep has a video that's really well done where he kind of walks you through exactly how to do it. You can find the book at createsuperfans.com. We're talking to Pradeep Sangha. He's written a book called Superfans, How to Create Unwavering Customer Loyalty. Can you leave us with one more I don't know, tip, strategy, one more notion that maybe you see uh, small business, medium-sized businesses struggle with when it comes to creating customer loyalty that you can leave us with today. Yeah, actually, so the, the biggest factor I would say is have your processes down packed. You know, when I go into a business, I'll say, okay, what does your experience look like? And they'll say, well, we do this, this, and this. I'll be great. Okay, now show me on paper. Where's your, where's your procedural or your policy manual or whatever that looks like? Well, we don't have no. one. Okay, well, if you don't have a process down on, on paper that everybody is following and it's consistent, then you don't have an experience because experience is about consistency. So if I can leave you with anything, Bill, it's that consistency leads to results and the magic when it comes to creating raving super fans. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Pradeep, I really appreciate you uh, carving out time of your schedule and uh, looking forward to meeting up with your, you sometime here in the next couple of weeks. And thanks for being on the podcast today. And I will make sure I will encourage again for people to get the book, Superfans, How to Create Unwavering Customer Loyalty. They can find it at createsuperfans.com. Pradeep, you're a good man. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. I really appreciate the opportunity here. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.